0: With Conair Girl Bomb, available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Danielle Moody
1: here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke.
2: To getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted
5: to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The
6: Nikki Glazer Podcast.
1: Podcast. Here's
7: Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the show. It's Nikki Glazer Podcast it's tuesday we're doing two a week guys i hope you you like that um we love it it's a perfect medium it's not one a week it's not four a week it's two a week how do you guys feel about that um anya and noah are here it's good it's a good amount right two a week dodgy 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 oh thank so anya's <laughs> been watching a lot of love is blind brazil and that is the oh um, that's how I think That's how Portuguese sounds to me They say doji doji Oji doji <laughs> Oji doji Oji doji A lot And um, I got into Watching Love is Blind Brazil And um, Yeah it's They don't say it as much as I thought I forget I remember it was the The movie Citizen Four Remember that movie about um, Edward oh, Snowden Yeah yes. And one of the Journalists in it Glenn Greenwald Is Portuguese and was talking it, and I was like, there's so many ojidogies. And then that's where I formulated that um, stereotype. And then it's not. But Portuguese is a beautiful language. I've been watching Love is Blind Brazil. Anya, have you watched new episodes? or the, Have they come out yet? I think they're coming out tomorrow. The last ones. Okay. I, I might not even finish the show because I don't. What? So the reason that I don't feel like I'll watch new ones is because I don't care. Like, you know, like they if they would have just released them all, I would have probably gone right into the I would have watched them all. But this like sparingly handing them out. I don't know if it's the right move, Netflix. I've already lost interest in everyone halfway through watching Love is Blind Brazil, having to pay ardent attention to all of the (laughs) subtitles because you cannot be on your phone watching the show because there's oji dojis and you don't know what any of it is. And you don't realize how much you watch these reality shows like half-assed until That's they you so take true. away the language that you speak. And then I had the subtitles up. And so I'd have to pause it and go back. And and you know, you it would just be some worthless information like she just said like her favorite color is green or something. And I had to go back and be like, what got what got miscommunicated here? So then I switched over to English dub over. And that changed everything, except, you know. It takes away, their voices in Portuguese are kind of muted. You could still hear it, but it takes away from it a little bit to have like different voices of the people. How are the voiceover actors? Are they pretty effective or is it like? They're effective. Okay, good. I thought it would be like, you know, um, anime dub where it's just like so not with the, like it's it's overacting or something, but it was pretty. I was uh,
6: furious at him. Yes, yes. (laughs)
7: Exactly it was but I don't know it's I I, I was drawn to it because on the girls chat you were telling us that you loved it because you could see the differences in what different cultures were like into and what they celebrated and how they communicated versus watching love is blind uh, American like what what did you find and let me just see if I co-sign on that.
6: Well, first of all, a lot of the women are tattooed, and and guys what? seem to love it. Uh, yeah, they have like some girls have like chest tattoos. Remember the bigger girl? She had a lot of tattoos, like tor- torso, chest, some
7: arms. Okay, on the one first girl season, had tattoos. No, that once they get into their swimsuits, you'll see. more. Oh, yeah, we haven't gotten in the swimsuits because they went on their honeymoon. <laughs> They're like post engagement honeymoon. To the Amazon rainforest. (laughs) And let me just tell you if you want to see the weirdest, okay, everyone has to watch this. Go watch Love is Blind Brazil. I wish I had the minute mark. When they tell these people who are from Brazil that they are going to be spending their engagement honeymoon, you know, after they get engaged, they're going to go off on vacation to test the waters. And they tell them it's going to be in the Amazon rainforest. In Brazil, by the way. And they... <laughs> around the corner. ...lose their fucking minds. I've never... Se- it, it was honestly like telling a bunch of men they were going to go to space. Because I would say just people, <laughs> but women don't want to fucking go to space. There's like it's three of us that want to go. The equivalent of the confusion I
6: feel watching The Bachelor or Bachelorette, whenever they reveal they're going to take them on a helicopter ride, they're like
7: screaming, who is excited to take a helicopter? I mean... I've taken one before and I just go, should I get a picture before I die? Like, should I get, Should I, am I in a good enough condition right now? Do I look cute enough that this can be the final photo that runs on Daily Mail uh, tomorrow? And gets pushed down to, like, the 20th story after everyone gets over my death. But like, also, is it romantic to be in the loudest mode of transport ever it's with It's kind of nice. It's like being in the club, dude. You can't talk. That's why clubs are great. You, there's no communication. It's all body language. You got to get real close to each other to talk. I always wondered why clubs were so fucking loud. And it's because people got to get up in each other's ears. Yeah. To to there's intimacy locked into like communicating in the club and you don't have to talk because no one in there has anything interesting to say anyways. <laughs> like you know and that's the excruciating part about first dates is like what are we going to talk about? You know, like keeping that convo going and I'm a conversationalist by trade and I would even stress about it. So Do you I think the like first a ride. date
6: in a, like a movie theater where you don't have to talk, but you can talk afterwards no, about because the movie? Y-
7: yes. If I don't like the guy, sure. But if I like the guy, I'm just like, I want to chat all night, all day long, you know? And I and I get annoyed. Like, Chris and I were talking, actually, yesterday I did his radio show. And he, you can listen to it on uh, – we did like a, an after show podcast, but you can listen to it on the Courtney show. It's it, the, the show itself streams. And then we did a podcast for afterwards where I talked about more intimate things. But we were talking about um, – She can't watch TV with her uh, partner sometimes because he... Snipes the whole time he's making fun of it the whole time. He has comments the entire show and she's like I have to purposely watch shows without him when he's gone because I can't stand the sniping because it ruins a show for me I like find out this person's a bad actor I found out they do a weird tick or they keep they whisper the whole time There's this show that she can't watch now because she's he was like they whisper the whole time She goes god they do whisper but she would never (laughs) have noticed it and then I was like, oh, I'm so grateful I have a partner who constantly wants to talk during shows with me now. Now movie. And I told that to him yesterday. I was like, you love talking. Like, have I ever annoyed you during a TV show? Please let me know because I can be a little much. We all know that. And if I have enough caffeine, and I'm in the right mood. It's dick, dick, dick. But I always <laughs> pause the show. And sometimes he talks and I'll pause it. And he goes, you don't need to pause it. And because it's good. You know, we have a good communication I don't want to watch a show if I can't snipe. I don't I can't watch things alone, as you guys know. And then we but he said when if we go to the theater, I hate people talking in the theater because it's rude to others around us. right and i I do get that. So at the theater, I talk very, very quietly, and I pick my battles. I don't like get my phone out. I'm very courteous of others, but I will whisper in his ear.
4: I don't want Elvis to
7: die. (laughs) That's one thing I did um, say during Elvis because I had taken a little too much microdosing that day and I really didn't want Elvis to die. I remember that day. (laughs) I knew he was was, going
6: to. I remember getting texts from you. You're like, I'm crying so much during Elvis. You have to watch it. And then later, like a couple of days later, you're like, I'm watching Elvis again and I'm weeping
7: again. (laughs) No, I loved it so much. And I I don't even know if it was a mushroom. I really, there are certain things (laughs) I was, you know, microdosing that day, but there are certain things that do, and microdosing, if you don't know, it just, it can amplify the laughter, and it can amplify your gratitude, it can amplify emotions, just to, like, a, a tinge, it's not like I'm, like, wackadoo, so it, it may have had an effect on it, but I liked it, I mean, I think that was a norm, there was, there was another movie that I did that too in eighth grade, and I was not microdosing, I had maybe had, like, too much sugar that day, or something from the sweet factory, or, like, you know, <laughs> e- eating 14 uh, macro dose peach rings those sugar <laughs> peach rings or those long s- strips of just sugar <laughs>
1: yeah.
7: um city of angels the mo- the ending of that movie i couldn't catch my breath i was sobbing so hard i don't know what the fuck was going on in my life that day but it was eighth grade and i remember my friends looking at each other like it was i remember the credits were rolling and i couldn't get it together i was just so sad they couldn't be together spoiler alert meg ryan Nicolas yeah, Cage. Nicholas Cage. Is mm-hmm. that the
6: one where she gets naked? No, that's with uh, Mark Ruffalo. God, oh, you really? got to
7: see that penis what, shot. Meg, Meg Ryan gets naked. Yeah, and he gets naked. Oh, I love Mark Ruffalo, but I yeah, don't mind more a, nude. Do you don't like snipe? But you like watching shows with me.
6: Oh, I love watching a show with you because I just get in the mindset of like we're gonna, I'm gonna be entertained the whole time, and I get to partake too. But you, when you
7: watch. See love is blind for me. I I was texting you the whole time I was watching it. That
6: was so fun. Remember when we watched that talk together? I was yes. peeing my pants. It was so fun. But it if it's the fun. Oscars, I need to be alone in an airtight room with nobody around
7: or like one That's other movie buff. Blame to me, honestly. Like you really got <laughs> What What is going on at the Oscars <laughs> that
6: I you need to, to really hear so
7: much? I, okay, so maybe like back when you were like a cinephile, but like Honestly, aren't pre-pandemic you kind of over Oscars? the whole thing about uh, that these people everyone feels so self-important at these things and that it's just this don't you kind of roll your eyes at it now like i used to put the oscars up on the shelf too but you go to these things and you just realize it's people playing dress up it's not real it's and these people are just actors why are we acting like they're royalty and again royalty is even a construct that we've invented like i just you know, the slap last year was phenomenal. I don't know how they're going to top that. But that was, I, know. I mean, the Oscars have been wild. We had the slap and then we also <laughs> had, I remember thinking it couldn't get better than when they announced the wrong best picture. That was yes. fucking great. <laughs> Man, that was a flub I love to see. That was so fun. Didn't that happen two years in
6: a row? It was with like,
7: mm.
6: or- mm. I think and then after the slap, there was the after slap of finding out which of your friends were like pro Will Smith and which ones were anti Will Smith. Oh, I almost a whole, lost a friend over
7: that. I know. It was a whole thing.
6: Yeah. It was
7: that and felt like an of, assault
6: on me, the Oscars of 2020.
7: It was it, that was that was a break in everything we know to be true. It was one, it was just. It was like 9-11 in the sense of like, I didn't know something like this could happen. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't know we could be. (laughs) We'd never seen it on our in America. We'd never seen an attack like that. We didn't know it could happen. I met someone whose sister died
6: in 9-11. I know. I I talked to him him yesterday. So it's killing me if you're comparing the Oscars to (laughs) 9-11.
7: It is comparable. And I think people will get my drift. (laughs) You just, it left you afterwards, the day after. I'm not saying it's, it's tragic. Please don't misquote me. I'm saying it was just like, this can happen. Someone can walk on stage on live TV and slap another person. It was, I mean, you guys were there. You all remember, like, and it's, I would say everyone remembers where they were. Another one of those things yes. Kennedy assassination, 9 11, Will Smith, Chris
6: Rock, <laughs> Kurt Cobain's death. I was with my I two 80 year old parents
7: and they're like, That was a joke. I'm like, that was not a joke. Oh, it's like when people always go, is that a bit when I have the most uncomfortable moment on stage of my life? If something happens unprompted, like the mic cord will drop out of the mic and I'll do nothing funny about it. They go, what is that planned? Oh, that moment where I shat myself on stage.
3: And then I ran off
7: crying and then the show was delayed 45 minutes. That Oh, yep. Great. That was a bit. Like New Year's Eve, people were
6: asking me at the merch with, did Nikki plan to forget the last verse of the song? I was like, you'll never know. Why would I do that? It was hilarious because it was so funny the way you vamped and you were trying to find the lyrics. You're like, hold on. Logging into just, my Gmail.
7: Yeah. Whenever that happens, I just you. It's so funny when you like feel the audience feel nervous for you and then get awkward buttholes clench Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you go no i and then i would check in with myself and i go i'm not nervous i just have to look for this fucking email in front of three thousand people i just have to download my (laughs) gmail app and go to the app store while also creating dialogue while i'm doing it and making you know like but i had to check in with myself and be like am i nervous am i worried about this am i embarrassed of this no and so i say the audience like I know this seems like it's embarrassing. It's I promise you, I decide that it is not. I'm not embarrassed right now. I mean, I didn't say that in that many words, but there are times on stage where something I'll seem to lose control of the audience. And if I, if it really is embarrassing, you'll know, because I won't say that. But if it's not, I'll just be like, everyone calm down. Like, I know it seems awkward. I'm not awkward. So you should, you're just letting them know. So much of embarrassment is secondhand embarrassment for someone else. You just worry like, Oh my God, they're so awkward. Um, yeah, so Love is Blind Brazil, I don't know if I'll go back to it, I am knee-deep in Prince Harry's book, I'm a third of the way through, 35%, that's why I like reading on my phone, because you can kind of get a, I like percentages, I like hard numbers, I read it, I I mean, this book is gigantic, too, I mean, I don't know how many pages it equates to in a normal book, but I think it's a, it's a thicky-thick, and, uh, I read. I probably read it for four hours last night, and I couldn't – I could wow. not stop. It Did c- you know that the book was coming out when – Yes. The, I got an alert on my phone. I pre-ordered it, and then all of a sudden I saw – and it was like no. from –
6: Did Books. you know it was coming out when Meghan and Harry came no. out with their yeah. – No, so, I don't know that it was announced. How um, weird that both things
7: came out no. around the same time. Well, yeah. I mean, they're <laughs> – they, no, they have a PR – This is the the thing, okay, okay, here we go, here we go. You want me to get going on this? Only if you say it Julie Glazer. Every reason we don't like Harry and Meghan (laughs) is because we think they're calculated. We go, oh, this is calculated. What is wrong with calculation? What is wrong with going, I want something, I'm gonna figure out a way to get it. Where did that become a bad thing? All I see on Instagram all day long is people like Jay Shetty and Ed Milette and fucking that that one smart, the 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 guy that talks about the stoic way. All they talk about is like, you gotta go after what you want. Fight for what you want. Never let up. Don't ever take any rejection. But the second a pretty woman and a prince get a PR company and do the right thing for themselves, because they're actually... <laughs> Or, or the second prince, I am on a crusade <laughs> for Meghan Markle. I am so yes, tired of I the, it, that. I appreciate that. It's true. What What does she do wrong? Even if you say, "Oh, she wanted to be a royal," who do you not want to be a fucking royal? If the you happen to fall in love her with is a guy, insane. If you happen to fall in love with a guy who happened to be a prince, would you not think about the guy, you listener, or the girl, or the uh, them that you are in love with? Did you ever do anything to maybe get them to like you? Did you ever want maybe their attention and modify your look in a certain way or show up late or not respond to a text? We've all done it. We've all been calculated to get what we want in our careers, in our love lives. Megan did the same thing we all do. Stop faulting her. You're jealous. And as someone who used to be jealous of her, I am now, I I I I was part of the problem. I'm you. Everyone who doesn't like her, you're jealous. And I, I, there's no other way about it. You just, you can't really pinpoint why you don't like her. You don't like her because she seems to have everything handed to her. She seems to have f- f- connived her way into something. Prince Harry is such an upstanding young man who went through such a tragi- tragic loss, got no support for it, never once got a hug about it, Losing his mother from his father, not as much as a hug, never was able to cry about it except one time where there were no cameras around. He cried one time about his mother and um, and then it was shipped off to boarding school had no comfort from his brother his brother didn't want to even talk to him board school classic boy thing then he went into the he he was hounded by paparazzi he at the age of 14 it was speculated that his mother had him with one of her bodyguards which was impossible to even happen because she didn't know him before Harry was born and but he, but the whole country thought he was a bastard child. He was already known as the spare. There's the heir, and then there's the spare. He can't even fly him, his brother and his dad can't fly in the same jet because if that jet goes down, then they both die, and that's the heir and the the king going down. And so Harry could always fly with either of them, though. He was he was a spare. that's what he was referred to within the family. And this kid, you read about his boot camp training, you read about him going to Afghanistan, you tell me this guy isn't fucking awesome. I am obsessed with him. I love Meghan Markle, I love Prince Harry. Uh, Maybe less on that when we get back right after this. We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking.
5: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave,
7: And we're back. Um, I'm on tour right now. So is Anya Marina with me. And we are all over the goddamn place this weekend. Coming up, we got Albany, New York. We have two shows Friday. We have two shows Saturday in Portland, Maine. Next week, we have um, Kalamazoo, Michigan, Joliet. Um, and then after that, we're going to be in New York, also New Haven, Connecticut, Um Tons and tons of dates It goes on and on Into the spring And then in Europe If you're over there Check out my website NikkiGlazer.com For tickets And as always If you need a meet and greet And you can't afford one They are included With VIP tickets You can just message me On Instagram And I will hopefully Get back to you And bump you up To a meet and greet Um Yeah So going on tour This weekend Back at it Um I am excited to be out again. It's been nice to be home, though. I like and it's been nice to just read books and take voice lessons and hang out with my niece and nephew and just do fucking nothing. But I do kind of miss the road. I miss traveling and um, sleeping in hotels and (laughs) not knowing anyone in a city and having no, like you don't have to do anything all day. Yes. You know, people write me and going like, come to our vegan cafe. Not going to happen. I'm, I'm just I'm – I, I don't I'm want to – no new friends in the city. I li- I'll meet you at the meet and greet. I don't want to do anything all day. I kind of want to be alone. I like being alone in cities.
6: I just you know? did that. I took a solo trip to New York City. It was heaven. I went for two nights. Yeah. I ordered so much food. I saw one friend – uh, like I made one plan and then I had like one doctor's appointment and that was it. And it was the best to just yeah. be like, I'm going to order the same fucking thing I got last night and I'm going to be gross. And I it was just so nice to just be alone and gross and free. What did you watch? I watched so much Love is Blind Brazil, which was worthless. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now at least I know Obrigada and Coração. So the girls Coração. are
7: tattooed. What else do you think the Brazilians like? They
6: give the women the option to propose, which they don't do in the States, which I think is super cool. On
7: the show or just in general? Yeah,
6: in the beginning, they're like, now nah, you can be proposed to or you, you can also propose. Yeah. Hmm.
7: One I wonder if like does. I, I feel like. I would, I could propose in Christmas. Oh, cool for sure, it. I could see you getting down it, on one. I don't meet. think he would be emasculated by that at all. I think he would kind <laughs> of love it. Um, so that's kind of nice to know. That's what you want. <laughs> you that's what I like Kirsten? about those men. They like they don't care. They're not like emasculated by. They're not. Yeah. There's something about them that they're more emotional. I feel like than men here on, or at least the American men. They cry a lot more on Love Is Blind. Yes. They seem to be... I was like, I gotta go... If I'm ever single, I'm going to Brazil. I kind of <laughs> like these Brazilian dudes.
6: And they kiss like it's a full-body athletic event. Oh, really? Like, when they see each other, they're like... I, like, it's uh,
7: insane. I will say the most tragic thing of Love is Blind Brazil. And we gotta talk about it, because if you don't, you can't just skim over it.
3: There was a to, bigger
7: girl on it. Spoiler. Yeah, well, no one's gonna watch. If you want. then... <laughs> There's a bigger girl on it. And as I'm watching it, you know, and this is always what Love is Blind is like the whole premise of the show is like, you know, you meet through a wall. It's all you do is talk to each other through a wall and get to know each other's voices and, and you fall in love and you get engaged before you see each other. And the big fear in the American versions now with two seasons has been if it's a bigger person or someone who's not that attractive, what are they going to do? Right. You know, we saw kind of examples of this. I think in the first season, the guy was kind of, there was a guy that was like short and just not the girl's type. And you could kind of see her face drop and kind of, get, she was a little bit just like not, they allude to not being physically into each other. We have yet to see a very big person get rejected because they're big. There's been like, you know, with Nancy and, um, what's that guy's name that had the dumb name? Uh, oh God. Black guy. Last season on Love is Blind. It doesn't matter. Oh. Yeah. He, he, (laughs) he, there were like moments where she was like, I am not, she really like was fine with her body and she wasn't worried that someone was going to reject her based on it. It was very, it was very cool to see. Bartise? Bartise. And he could tell he was like, I'm into more fit look. He didn't straight out say it, but he was into her still. Like it didn't, it didn't seem to matter. It didn't seem to shake him. It was maybe a little bit of an issue. Not as much as you would think, you know, going into this, I just fear for these women being rejected because of how they look. Or the men, too. And then, you know, there was the case of Cole and um, Zainab, right? Yeah. And Zanab she Z. she is a beautiful woman, great body. So was Nancy. Nancy looked like Angelina he, Jolie. Yeah, they were both beautiful. But they defin- they were curvier. Yeah. Zainab, not so much. Zainab just had low self-esteem across the board, which I don't fault her for. But she had really no, there's no reason for anyone to have it. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it was in her head more than in her hips, and then, <laughs> um, but that doesn't matter because you can, f- you can be whatever and on the inside you can feel unlovable. And then you, can, you either way, you can be big and feel like, I don't even fucking care, I love myself. Or you can be super tiny and feel like, I feel like a piece of shit. It doesn't fucking matter. That's what you realize. But then on Love is Blind Brazil, Noah, I'm watching it. And, and Anya's already a couple episodes ahead. And I go, I'm getting worried about this big girl. I'm getting worried. I don't think this guy she's falling for is gonna be okay with this. You know, he, I think he's going to be an asshole about it. Um, he even said, "And fitness is very important to him." And she said, "Oh, that would be that would be good for me to be with someone like that." So she like mm-hmm. she didn't, and she even expressed like worrying about I'm black, I'm bigger. Like there are things like it's harder to date for me, and I'm scared he's going to like reject me. And he did, guys. Oh, he, did? he did. Yes, and it oh, was it was so sad. It was so sad. They kind of glossed over it because I think it is too upsetting. But that's a real fucking thing, man. Like I I applaud a a girl who a bigger girl going on these shows and being like, I don't care what their reaction is. If they don't like me, that's on them. And that's kind of what she was. She was like beautiful girl, proud of who she was, strong girl, like didn't need this guy at all. If anything, this guy was she should have fucking turned on a dime and not been impressed with this guy. He was not cute, in my opinion. Which is a whole other thing like just let's take size out of the equation just you don't like their face, you know, it could be just like, oh, he's not cute to me. Um, But he it was weird because when they met in person, you know, they kiss and they're hugging and stuff and then they part ways and then he gets behind the door after he's alone. He's like, he kept saying the most bullshit thing. He kept saying, I don't know if I can handle such a strong woman. She suddenly was so strong. Nothing had changed since they were, you know, in the, the all they had done is kissed and gone like, oh, look at you. Hi. And then suddenly she's too strong for him. It, it really made me sad. But you know what? To deny that that is an issue for bigger women or bigger men out there dating is to deny. It, it's, it's obvious it does. It does hinder people from finding love and it sucks. And you yeah. saw it on that. that and was I such was a stark.
4: I,
6: yeah. Such a stark like rejection. It was like a kick to the gut. He just like looked at her, hugged her and then walked away. And it was just like, that's
7: it. You're not going to say anything. Ew. I, because he couldn't. Because the truth was, <clears throat> I'm not attracted to you. And it's too heartbreaking to tell people. I mean, we've all we've had it happen to us. Like you, but after have you, have you been three whole trying- days
6: of getting to know each
7: other, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and after getting on his knee and proposing, I mean, like these people are I legitimately know. in love on this show, which is is the crazy thing. But I something happens in there, something special happens when you're just talking um, on the That's, phone. It,
4: you know, it, it sounds kind of bizarre to me because. Just from learning about Brazilian culture and stuff through Jiu Jitsu, mm-hmm. women in Brazil like, I like, they embrace curves and 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 you know like all that and yes. I think men like that. So I'm just like surprised to hear it.
7: I think it's this girl was fat. She would probably identify as a fat woman. You know what I'm saying? It's different than like all the women yeah. on the show are curvy. There's no one who's like a st- like a you know this new. Diabetes medication, starving themselves, buckle fat removal, look <laughs> like a skeleton. The host, <laughs> honestly, that's a really good point. <laughs> the host does show up, and you're like, the host is like, it looks I'm like her star is holding. But let's welcome everyone. <laughs> yes, she always looks starving. Um, and uh, so yeah, that's th- that. I, you know, and I'm saying fat with like no judgment. Yeah, I th- You know, I think the that's the thing I like about the fat movement is women are just like, yeah, I'm fat. And people are like, no, don't say it. And they're like, no, that's actually like what I am. I don't really care. It's I don't put any morality to it. So I can say I'm fat and it doesn't mean I'm bad. And they go, don't. You're not fat. And they go, well, I don't see anything wrong with being fat. You seem to have a problem with <laughs> It. yeah so that's what i mean just and i think that protest too much yeah that's the thing that bothers me so much Duh? when you go i look gross today or i look ugly or i look old no you
1: don't
7: no and i'm like well someday i will and it seems like it's <laughs> quite a problem based on your reaction and so <laughs> should i kill myself before then um okay so i've got a couple stories that i can tell from my past week that i wrote down a list and i want you guys to choose what you hear about based on my list, so I'm gonna read the list, and you each will choose one. I'll try to rifle through them as fast as possible. Okay. Um, but you know, you know me, it might take a little bit of time. So just based on the titles alone, I'm gonna go through these, and you tell me what ones you want to hear. Okay. So we have Otter at the Aquarium, Sad Women Incorporated, Arlo Kanye Glasses, LASIK, Menstrual Cup Mishap, Gratitude Jug. Farley Saget Sadness. Oh, I already did Meghan Markle Crusade. Harry Book, I already did that. Lori Hill videos. Or uh, the quote, smashed up cookie. End quote. Uh, Noah, let's go with you first. What would you like to talk about? Okay. um, Farley Saget Sadness. Okay, so Saget's uh, anniversary of his death was yesterday on the 9th. And um, a couple days ago, I was um i don't know if it's been announced yet uh, there's something going on with adam sandler that someone in my life is also involved with i'll say that and so the other day so we have been wanting to watch a lot of adam sandler stuff the other day alone i put on the um adam sandler 100% fresh his comedy special from a couple years ago it's maybe my favorite thing i've ever seen it's top top 10 comedy specials for sure it is brilliant and if you go oh yeah i remember seeing it. it was funny i did too i watched it like four times when it first came out i don't remember anything from it except the farley song and like that one song that's like phone cu- wallet keys phone wallet keys <laughs> but i'm telling you there is so much you don't remember go back and watch it it is so delightful so i'm uh, watching it i'm obsessing over everything about it and then um the farley song at the very end his penultimate song is about Chris Farley, and it's just the best tribute to his friend who died ever. And it's just so sad, and it makes me cry so hard. It makes me cry. There's this one song where he was like, one night, one night late at the office, I walked in, and uh, he was listening to Casey and the Sunshine Band. And he was crying. He was crying to KC and the Sunshine Band. And I said, "Man, what's ma- making you so sad?" And he said, "Just thinking about my dad." And it's just so sad Aww. that like he just was crying to the song, thinking about his dad. And he was like l- late at the office and SNL. And then the the, the the image behind him is like Chris Farley and his dad on the big screen. It's just beautiful. And then so you cry at that because you just see that this guy, this guy Chris Farley, was just such an emotional guy and so connected to his family. And then. And then they, he does a guitar solo, which is like really good and like has so much emotion in it. Like Adam Sandler, like he is an emotional man. Like I love him so much. Like he has depth to him. Like we don't even know. Uh, or at least I, I didn't know. And and the more I've been watching this, I'm like, oh, he has. He's so much more than like I do it. You know, like yeah. he's <laughs> the real fucking deal. He's a good man. And um, and then. And then the next part of the song, he was like, you know, uh, he goes, we, um, a couple weeks later, the party came to an end. We flew out to Madison to bury our friend. Nothing was harder than saying goodbye. Then watching Chris's father take his turn to cry. Oh. And then it's like so sad. And then, yeah. um, and then there's like the, the other, and that just like makes me like, oh, and then, so there's something about the thing that always gets me crying is when people talk to people who are dead, like they're still here, or yes. people come back from the dead like in a in a note they wrote knowing they were gonna die. Oof. Being like, like, that shit gets me. Ever since Forrest Gump and he's talking to Jenny, he's like, you'd be so proud, Jenny. He's so smart when he's at her grave, you know? He's so,
0: so smart, Jenny.
7: And that, like, I remember as a kid being like, what is happening to me? I was, again, convulsing. So then there's this line where he's just like, um, you know, I forget what it is, but it's something about, like, man, life ain't the same since you left. It's something about, like, Chris, life isn't the same here since you've been gone. And for some reason, his just, like, the familiarity of, like, talking to him, like, he's right there. And, like, it... And Chris Farley was you just realize such this guy's been dead for 20 years and yet his best friend from that time is still writing is like writing this long song about him and everyone the audience is like sobbing it's just such a great emote and I couldn't stop watching it I was just over and over because it would just make me cry every time and make me feel this and then I would think about my dad I would think about I started like worrying about my friends dying and like Oh, am I going to have to write a song about them? I already did one for Bob Saget. No, I just like was starting to like, it just makes me think uh, it just made me feel cry in a way that felt orgasmic kind of where it was like this thing happening to me that I don't want to happen, but it feels really good, but also feels really wrong. I don't know. It, crying to me is kind of orgasmic. And so I just, can't, I, and then it was starting to not work anymore. It was like not making me cry anymore because I was just doing it. So watching it, listening to it over and over and crying and and I would just cry for like you know three seconds you know like it would just go like well up and be like tears and then it would stop and so I'd go up repeat repeat and then I was edging, just like but with crying yes yes absolutely and because I, I never just like it's rare that I just break down and sob and sob and sob it's only if I'm like on the girls chat telling a story and I can talk for like a long monologue but usually it, it comes out of me in like little spurts. And so then I just was like, "What is going on with me? Like, why am I so sad right now?" And thinking about that, like, like what what is going? And then all of a sudden, it was like Bob Saget. The anniversary of death has been a year, and I was like, "It is this." I was, it's the same time of year, this weird time after um, New Year's Eve where nothing's going on yet. My tour hasn't picked up again. I was, it was same thing happened last year. I found out when I was sitting on my couch, watching some reality show, someone texted me, Bob Saget's dead. Someone I like barely, you know, kind of barely know. And it like, it was just some news. And it just, and you know, like when anyone, everyone who's listened to this has suffered grief at some point in their life, you remember where you were, you remember like the way it smells. And I didn't even remember this date was kind of coming up, but it's just the time of year reminds me of, being like being sad about a friend I've been like obsessively watching David Spade clips because I think and that's that wasn't even from watching the Farley thing because they're kind of connected he's even in the song but I've just been obsessively watching it because I'm like trying to hold on to my friends who are a little bit older than me like like Saget that I'm like I don't these these men that mean so much to me comedically and almost like big brother, father type status, like where I don't want to let them go and I want to like, I want to just soak them up. And so I just like keep, um I guess it's just that time of year. So that made me realize it was really nice to be like, that's why. It's like when you, feel murderous rage and then your period starts and you go, oh, (laughs) it's not just me. I'm not just being melancholy for no reason. There's a fucking thing behind this. And, you know, I even last year when it happened, I really suffer with like my feelings around Bob Saget's death because people were like we weren't best friends, but I was really fucking sad about it. Same thing
6: out you with guys my were friend very in high close. school. You were on FaceTime status. Like he was giving you loving, fatherly, avuncular advice yeah. about your relationship. Yeah, he cared about you. you. friends. Yeah. yeah and vice versa.
7: I just, uh, yeah, I just struggle with that though. I think it's just, you know, childhood trauma of losing someone and then people going like, why are you sad about this? You didn't even know this kid. And ever since oh. then, mm. anytime someone in my life dies, if it's, you know, literally anyone because I haven't lost anyone that I feel like, I have a right to be sad. Yet I really haven't. At everyone I've lost, I feel guilty about feeling so sad because I go, "Well, they, their wife is sadder, their sister is sadder. Like, what am I writing a song about?" But you know, I think the Adam Sandler thing made me feel good because he's not. You know, twenty years ago this happened. You're still not over it. Well, fucking good. He's not, and they were very close, much closer than Bob and I were, but. At the same time, it just feels like – but they were also in their 20s. It was probably a less mature relationship. I can I can kind of relate to feeling like I would want to write a song about Bob in 20 years, even though I – you know, I, it just made me feel good that not every song you write about grief has to be about someone – I guess that's not what I'm taking from it, but it's okay to be sad, I guess. Yeah. I think because you know, you can't too, fucking that help. you have
6: – you have, like – Somebody else's shame put on you from childhood because when you're you lost a friend when you were in high school, people close to you, in whatever attempt they were making to try to make you feel less bad, better. they yeah, made me feel bad, yeah. And so now you have this weird guilt about anytime somebody dies, you're like, Do I am I allowed to feel honestly? Sad?
7: I was thinking about some of my friends, and I'm like, If they died. I need to take more pictures with them because if they die, I'm going to fucking lose my mind and it's all that I'm going to be able to talk about or think about and no one's going to believe that we were that close unless I have evidence of it. I need more pictures with them just to prove in case they die that I feel okay about being that sad so people don't be like, Nikki just wants attention. Nikki, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I know people like that, that someone dies and they like get, I remember one guy dying and a friend of mine, in the local comedy scene a guy died tragically and another guy got a tattoo of him and i was like i kind of realized in that moment oh my god if i died i would be commemorated on this guy's lower back probably too (laughs) because the level of they knew each other and i just remember being like my sister wouldn't get a tattoo of me yet i would be on the back of this guy jeff's back forever that's my legacy and i remember rolling my eyes being like he's trying to make this about him I don't give a fuck what people do with their grief anymore. If you're sad, just like have it. And I gotta, I gotta feel that way because as I know, the only way to feel to let yourself be something is to like let others off the hook for the same thing. Right. Yes. And vice versa. You know what?
6: I I loved um, Bob's, you know, we were talking a little bit about this the other day. And I think it was last night. I went on to Sagitt's widow's page and i was just reading her post she's so sweet like every few months she's been like can't believe it's six months without my love of my life and my husband it's gonna choke me up so i don't want to talk about it too much i know i love that she always would say the more you know what i've learned through this because they were just together a short time they like met fell in love got married and then like a few years later he was gone right Mm
7: -hmm. yeah it was like five years seven yeah that's like so short And mm-hmm, I love that she's mm-hmm. like,
6: what I take from all of this is how lucky I was. Like, lucky to meet you. Lucky to be your wife. Lucky to have all the time I had with you. But that's what I keep Gratitude.
7: thinking. like, Because
6: I'm obsessed with death, too. Or like, how much longer do I have? How much longer do I? Like, I just met the love of my I've life. I've been thinking finally,
4: about it, too. Keep yeah. going.
6: You have just that, like, like what if I lose everyone or my parents are
7: older and how much time and my dog? I love my dog so much. She's gonna I fucking die. Worry about losing people, <laughs> but if I, for for last night I was watching Alone, we started sixth season, and this guy shoots a squirrel that just these squirrels keep like giving up. So when squirrels are like, they'll they'll see a, a human as a predator, so they will start going like. Yay! and like barking and so then they're alerting every animal to get the fuck out of the way and the guy's like I gotta kill that squirrel that squirrel is like giving up you know my spot so he like puts it in his like shot line he's like I'm gonna and this squ- squirrel is just like eating its morning lunch like on this little branch like up in this very high up in this tree and he's like look at this squirrel look at him I'm gonna get him he sets the bow and he fucking hits it and then he goes to collect the squirrel that he hit and it's right through the squirrel's fucking brain like right and the squirrel's just squirrel's eating a nut and it's perfectly through the brain I go that's the best way to go. That squirrel didn't <laughs> feel an ounce of pain, didn't know anything. And that. And I was talking to Chris and I go, that really is the best way to go. You just, you don't even go, ow! Like, there's no moment of like, what's happening? Like, I don't want to go in a car crash where I'm like, oh no, psh, dead. Like, <laughs> I Like, I don't want that moment of fear where the adrenaline like rushes through you. Harry talks about it in his book when he was slaughtering, um, oh an, or when he God. was shooting an animal. He was talking about how a lot of times animals, when you're out shooting them, which I didn't know, and it makes total sense about factory farming. Why I say factory farming is awful because the animals are filled with anxiety, and you eat that anxiety. But when they're hunting, right? If you if you scare the animal before you shoot it, adrenaline rushes through its body and ruins the meat. I thought that was so interesting. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to die with adrenaline coursing through my brains. I want to die with like a bridge falling on me and me just like bopping along to like, you know, the Farley song, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't. I don't worry about dying because I won't be a. I'm not worried about like people going on without me, and maybe that's because I don't. I don't have a kid or something. But I do worry about losing other people. When you guys think about death, are you thinking about? what am I because Sarah and my friend she keeps saying like girl I don't know I'm just so scared of dying and I go but you'll be dead like you're not gonna be like oh fuck I died like I was like you gotta take this whole thing like you think of it as like you trip on the sidewalk and you're like embarrassed about it. you're not gonna be able to reflect on dying and I know that's like Harder to get than not. But do you do you want to, how do you fear death?
6: I fear leaving people behind, not finishing stuff I want. I, I want lots of time. You know, I don't want to die young.
7: Right. Well, you're out of the woods for that, but
6: um, thanks, bitch.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I am too. I always feel like we're. I'm getting that 30, bow and arrow ready
6: to have you have 35, a quick it's swift like demise.
7: no. Th- th- before 60 is dying young, Faux show. At this at this point in time, doesn't yeah. always feel that way in Hollywood. But yeah, I when you're talking about your to-do list, like what's your number one thing that you'd be like, fuck? Let's not talk about relationships. Let's not talk about like. Like, like bucket list. Like, what would you, what would be your gasping last words of like, oh, I didn't get. I didn't clean my to-do listing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I didn't organize that top shelf.
6: I actually don't have a lot of stuff on my bucket list, which I'm glad about. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not like I never got to India or I never got to see the Great Wall. It's more just like I want more time with people I love, and maybe mm-hmm. that. And I don't know. Like I've had. Sometimes I get scared that I'm going to die soon because I feel that way. Like I already feel like I've had a full life. So what if someone's listening and they're like, "Yeah, you're Take like her spending out.
7: your time watching Love Is Blind Brazil." <laughs> so someone's going to throw <laughs> you're, a rocket your you're head. You're sending a message to the universe. You know what? I I'm kind of like biding my time right now. Can you like speed <laughs> this up? Out. <laughs> Wait, Noah, what have your been your fears of death been?
4: Okay, so my thoughts are a little bit different. Like I think about losing loved ones, I guess like my dad and just like not having him there. Like yes. You know, f- finally wanting to pick up the phone and call him intentionally mm-hmm. and then oh, it's too late, he's not there or finding a, like an old voicemail and that makes me really emotional even though he's not dead. Yes. <laughs> the second I... part of it oh, is yes. um I think about You know, for example, my nephew, when I die, he's not going to have me there. And like the hurt that he'll go through. Mm. And then finally, the last thing I just think about like death itself and what it means and how like just poof, that's it. It's just done. Like you just don't get to open your eyes anymore and you turn into worm food. Mm -hmm.
7: Or, you know, it's just the beginning, which is kind of what I believe. But-
4: yeah, but all I of do, that. So, so then what? I, I I turn into something else. I I come back as like a, I don't know, a bird or something. <laughs>
7: like what? Not, I don't just, know. I just don't think it's the end. Squirrel. I don't think it's like. I think Noah's done. You know? Yeah, a squirrel, and then you're, you know, then then you come back again as something else in two seconds. A someone muskox. A fucking head off. Yeah, a muskox. <laughs> that someone stabs in the night. Um, I think that I don't know. Yeah, I I guess I worry about. That's why I. I I tr- I try to write in my journal in a way that oh I wanted to say this publicly. If I die, public <laughs> access to all my journals. Like Ooh. do something with them. No I do I have no qualms about my voice memos and my phone. Any I have no privacy. L- release it all. Do something with it. Like <laughs> Babe, it's I wanted already to say out. that out
5: <laughs> That's no, a no, no, it's
7: like a no! If you want to know, my fucking journals are. What's cu- in the journal? Cu- Give me a cu- little pants. sample from. No, last week. honestly, it would <laughs> get me committed. But after I'm dead, it doesn't matter. Okay. You know, it's all stuff about myself, but it's just like, I, I wanted to say that because I, I don't give it to like my parents or like Chris. I don't think they could handle it, but you could handle it, Anya. Can I give it to that guy that tattooed your name on his back? Yeah, I forget his name. I should check my my. He's back. like,
6: I'm um, so excited to be the executor of Nikki's
7: journals. Just someone who gives a fuck. Yeah, please have all that shit. I have a whole drawer of it. Um, yeah, I just... Um, what was I going to say? You were talking about. The,
4: not like, hearing from my dad.
7: Yes, that's the Not one. being there for
4: my nephew. Here's and what I'm. I don't
7: know. I have felt. It's the end of all the memories you have with them now. But I really feel. And I haven't lost someone super close to me. So I don't know what this is like. But I believe. I really talk to people all the time who are dead. Like in my mind. And, like, when I'm walking around my house, like, straightening things, like, I feel like I have a relationship with dead people. Like, there's someone I lost that I was close to eight years ago, and I feel like we haven't skipped a beat. Like, I hang out with him all the time in my head. I talk to him. I, you know, I don't know. I think that I'm going to be, it's going to be the worst thing. I don't even like to imagine my parents dying, even for a split second. That's what everyone says is, like, your life changes so drastically after that moment. But... I think I'll still feel like they're around which I know is maybe you know not real but I just I think I'll feel I'll be able to keep a keep a relationship with. do you guys ever talk to dead people oh yeah
6: my friend Romy died and I just you know I I think about her laugh all the time her sense of humor we used to watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette together all the time I'm always like consulting her she said something to me that was so important when i was in a bad relationship she was like you keep making a meal out of crumbs how much longer Mm -hmm. are you going to make a meal out of crumbs because this Mm -hmm. relationship was just crumbs and i'd never heard that phrase before it was a long time ago i know people say it all the time but i think about that in my life all the time like she's like the little guardian angel on my shoulder that's like expect more for yourself girl and she's just she was so light and funny about everything like everything Mm -hmm. was light and So I try to have more
7: humor, but I think remembering these people is how they stay alive, you know? Yes. Well, the Prince Harry book, again, I can't recommend it enough. I promise you if you just download a sample on your phone, you will buy the whole book because last night I'm in bed reading it next to Chris. It, it, It drops in my books and I go, here we go. And, you know, we've done the thing where he's now on his side of the bed r- reading his phone. We, like, love our ritual of, like, reading our phones and then just, like, laughing. And I go, what are you laughing at? And then we send it to each other. Literally, we don't even show each other our phones. We just send it next to each other. But last night, he went, he falls asleep so fast. And I had started the book. I was three pages in. And I go, oh, this is good. This is real good. And he just goes it's good is she really good good like he just with some bullshit (laughs) because he didn't understand what I was saying at all but I declared right away I was like this book gets you this guy is a good writer he had a good editor and he talks about his mom's death and it's like talk about grief and talk about trying to hold on to a memory and talking about trying to grieve someone that everyone else feels like they knew her too and how he processed that I mean it's Fucking fascinating I'm dying for people to read it I'm actually doing a podcast Called the Celebrity Memoir Book Club um, I think that's what it's called And I'm and we're reading that book It's a big podcast So we're recording that next week So if anyone wants to read the book And then listen to that I'll talk all oh, about cool. the book more in there And I'm not going to stop talking about the book I'm so obsessed I'm only a third in And I'm not giving up this time um, One more quick story to get through Before we go to break Okay out of all the list all right. I wanted to hear, of course, about the menstrual cup mishap. Yeah. I got a menstrual cup at TJ Maxx. I've been waiting to <laughs> buy one because they're like 30 bucks. And I'm Look like, I sale. don't know. I can't trust this. It's just too much for a menstrual cup. When you're looking at tampons that are $4.99 next to it, I'm just like, I can't. So I also, went to you're TJ Maxx. So you not a diva. Yeah, I, the other word, the diva cup, first of all, it's not, it wasn't the diva. I forget the name of it, but it's a, it's a reputable brand. It's a. I don't want to slam cup? them no I forget what it's but it's it's one that you know you've heard of this one I forget it though because I threw it away because I used it for I was so excited to get my period I was it was like I was 14 or 16 all over again when I got mine I was like yes because I get to use my fucking cup that I got at TJ Maxx and it was like you know I got for like 11 bucks this $30 cup put it in um, I told the girls chat I'm so excited about it and they were like take a video like of like pulling it out not everyone co-signed on that so I kind of took it <laughs> too far away but I did like do a toast <laughs> it looked like a little acorn that was full it was like and you get to see how much blood is coming out of you it's interesting because you right. don't know when you're just sopping up with tampons or pads like you don't know the amount and you need to see you need to see what your body fucking does and how much you suffer and so um. Yeah, that was interesting. The first poll of that, and then I put it back up. And what then was your I impression when without, you? F- I couldn't wait. Get wait. It. Wait. Out. When what?
6: you first saw it, you pulled out the cup. What was your browner, first impression? Browner than I thought.
7: Ah. Browner. Uh, and um, It looked like um sap. You know, it looked like um or like oil from like a a car. Um, the scent no the was like the amount was it a satisfying amount or was it less yeah it was a very satisfying amount it was a you know it was heavy flow first start of it and it was you know it was probably a fucking teaspoon a full teaspoon which is how do you like a lot
4: how do you pull it out without spilling
7: so it's like a suction cup it's shaped like an acorn kind of and you you curl it into itself to put it up and then when you pull Mm -hmm. it out it's a great question. I don't even know how I got it out the first time. It was not that complicated, but the second time, could not get it out. Couldn't Does it go get it around out. your cervix. It was like scratching my vagina to get. Um, yeah, it goes like up into That's it quite and then I guess mine's there. very super deep. Mine was like baby Jessica. I couldn't get her out and oh, I no. was panicking and sweating and you know, trying two fingers like a clip method, and I was trying my my, but putting your thumb and your middle and your finger like to get those in your vagina is too hard. I'm right. so tight. It was just so I'm hard. I'm just really tiny. <laughs> but luckily, I was taking it out because I was about to go to the gynecologist, or like to get my eggs frozen, like to get the follicle check thing, and I'll talk about that another time. And it was in the morning, and I was like, I don't want to have this menstrual cup, and I'm going to put in a tampon instead. And so I, I go, but wait. I don't got to get this out. I was in there for a half hour trying to get out. I go, they- they'll take it out. So I went in there and I go, she goes, um, okay, this is your room, you know, disrobe from the waist down. Throw on this thing and I go, I, I got a menstrual cup stuck in me and she goes, oh, and she shut the door. She was like, I just want to say that it's happened to me too and I was like, oh, I don't have any shame about it. like, you could tell that she was like, it's okay. She was being very sweet like where most women I think would need to hear that but I was like, no, I don't think I'm an idiot. I don't think there's anything wrong with me. I don't think this is gross. You're good. And then they brought in forceps. And, um, and I'll tell you what happened. You're like, right? this is TJ's fault, not mine. <laughs> Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew and How I Met Your Mother – We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now
5: we're talking. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may
3: apply. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave.
7: We're back. They gave me forceps, and I thought she laid them on the counter, and then she's like, the doctor will be right in. The doctor comes in, and she goes, did you get it out? And I go, what? No. Is I supposed to go in there? And she goes, oh, no, no, no. And then she goes in there, and she yanks it out. I don't even look at it. I don't want to see it. And she goes, what do you want to do? And I go, throw it away. I'm never putting that thing up me again. It doesn't have any good grip to it. I used to have ones that were like a Lance Armstrong bracelet with some cellophane over it. Those were easy to put in and out. Very easy. This one, the cup shape, horrible. So if you're a girl out there that's gotten stuff stuck in you. And then I went on the Courtney show and I was talking about it. And Courtney's like, oh, yeah, stuff is getting stuck up there all the time. That You know, being a woman, you don't realize men think that you, like, feel a tampon up there. You don't. You feel it when you put it in. But you're not like, I have a tampon in me all day long. You kind of forget. And you, you can sometimes wear a tampon up to, like, 11 hours if you're you know sloppy about it and in that time sometimes you forget that if you've taken it out so you just put another in i'm so add sometimes i will you know you'll be on instagram and then you'll click off instagram and then you'll pull up instagram again you ever do that how add (laughs) Mm -hmm. your brain is that you just so imagine being on the toilet on instagram you take out a tampon (laughs) <laughs> or you didn't take one out, but you assume you did, and then you put another one up. There's this is constantly happening. You're and then you take that one out, Constant. and then the other one's shoved up, and you don't even know. Like it happens a lot. So they were there. It was nothing to pull those to yank those puppies out. But um, yeah. So that was my uh, menstrual. So just don't get things on discount, I guess. But I would I would do it again. I would buy a menstrual cup at TJ Maxx again, or or you know Marshalls. Um, I thought you said you were not uh, going in, back to that guy. All right. Well, not to that one, but I try try a different okay. brand in a heartbeat. I really oh, like the menstrual cup. I want to see it. Yeah, and I don't I like it. the idea of dry <laughs> cotton going up your vagina. I don't like whenever I put a tampon it, it's kind of like, it's like dry Same. cotton. I don't like cotton. It's yeah. too much. I want I it to be like used wet a already. Tamp in a while, what do you use pads?
6: I just use panty
7: liners now. It's very light. Panty liners. That's a- how low it is. Yep. Yep. Taylor found my panty liners when she was cleaning out my cabinets, and she goes, "What are these? <laughs> what are these?" And I go, "Uh, I don't know." I she she goes, "When would you ever be able to use this?" I go, "I don't know. When you just like start, or like, or like when it's trailing off." And she's like, "I've never. She'd never seen a panty liner, but that's all you use yeah. on it. Do you have to change them out? Yeah. A lot? Uh, but they're they're know, pretty absorbent.
6: I'm changing them out every couple hours because it was my yeah, yesterday was my or today yesterday and today are my heavier days so every so you, every like three hours what made you stop tampies just it I was getting uh yeasters all the time and I was just mm-hmm. like this isn't comfortable and I don't even I'm not having like heavy flow anymore so it was just kind of lighter and then yeah, I found yeah, this yeah. brand honey pot and I got a, oh, it, I it has like mint and rough. lavender and oh yeah what? you've been trying to get us oh the tampies. These Dude, I'm going to no, give these no, out these as pads. stocking stuffers next year. It's a mint and lavender <laughs> what, what's the infused brand? panty liner, honey Pot, And they – I'm addicted Ooh. now. Like my vagina craves them. I just want it. I want it Wait, bad. Why? What does it feel like? <laughs> it's just like a ref- – like think of your favorite gum or mouthwash or anything you've ever used and you're like, I want that feeling in my mouth. Like big it makes you, you feel <laughs> – That's what my
7: like- vagina looks like some days. <laughs> a big wad of it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait it's a second. It's just so refreshing. So it just feels like you can feel the like cl- it feels clean like, and like y- Yeah, King it's cake? like these little vapors of
6: like, like tea tree but not strip? Yeah, it just feels amazing. It's just like, ooh, I feel fresh and awake and alive, but it's natural. Okay. All and right. It's organic cotton and it's made by women for women this made by women thing, I'm sorry. It doesn't Excuse make me, me want to buy something more. Excuse me, you hate male gynecologists. It, sh- it fits I know, in but this, like,
7: I, I'm tired of this, like, it's all women companies. All uh, Maybe I'm not like a, I just, it doesn't sell me on things. Am I bad to say that? I, I feel no. like it should, and then I resent it when I go to what a place. What like, like, we have all women-owned business, and I'm like, well, I, does that mean are you like a turf person where you're like real women or like I kind of then I start to question like oh made so are women. trans women not allowed to have this the two or like it's for I just anyone don't who care. identifies
6: as a woman and wants a panty liner and okay. it's made by p- people who identify in the as U.S. Women. of A. Yeah, no commies. <laughs>
7: I guess that is a nice thing. People are gonna get mad at me for saying that I don't care when things are women made, but it's just that's the way I used to feel about USA. I'm like, I just don't care. I, it, I just want a good product. Um, it's the, the way, way it's I feel about made. being labeled as a female comedian. Like, I'm just a comedian. I'm proud to be a woman, but it's I don't think it's a selling point that I'm a female comic. I just right. want to be a comic. I just want to be. a But what if a I was like, you gotta try.
6: <laughs> But what if I was like You gotta try these panty
7: liners They're made by These really cool Wall Street bros But it's so good A Wall Street bro Is different than Like Not mentioning Who it's made by Do you know what I mean? Like, oh so you'd rather Not know That it's made yeah, by Yeah I don't need to know That's a That's a That's a part of the thing The transaction I don't need to know about I also don't need to know They're 100% cotton That they are g- organic I don't believe in What about I, You know what the, else Is natural The animal cocaine? Huh? <laughs> the animal Animal testing testing? yeah yeah i don't want a rabbit to have to wear this fucking pad on its face or something to test (laughs) it like yeah yeah i care about animal that's that that i do care about i only want it tested on female rabbits um, (laughs) who are self-starters
3: and (laughs) who are not nepo bunnies
7: i don't want any nepo bunnies making my makeup Yeah, I think animal testing, that's important. But if you look into that, you can always trace something to someone being exploited, man. Like everything is someone's someone's being underpaid and treated poorly. I can't stop with Amazon and I got to stop. It's just too easy. It's too fucking easy. But it, it has to end soon. I have to. But something bad has to happen to me with Amazon. Like I, I I have to watch a documentary or something. Please don't send me one. I can't. I'm not ready to be done with it. But I need to know the truth. Um, one more story, or <laughs> we should get today. to um story story. Okay. Well, uh, I think you're up, Noah. Can we do smashed up cookie? Smashed yes. up cookie. Okay. So that I wanted to call out Kirsten's husband Corey because so prior to me doing my show in st louis on new year's eve that's like whenever i'm under pressure is when i start to really come up with like jokes and i'm starting to go oh i need more new material these people have all seen my stuff and so i start writing i'm in the shower getting like showering for my new year's eve show it's four o'clock i have to be at the steeple at five for sound check and i just start getting this idea of like i've been messing around with like Oh, oh, you know, because the show is in St. Louis. My dad is there. And I always like to make the point of like, I'm not going to change the show at all for the audience just because my dad's here. My dad is here. I don't want to lie about that. He's here. We have to acknowledge it. Elephant in the room. But, you know, I'm not going to change my act at all. And I always say, Cardi B, you wouldn't want her to not do WAP because her dad was there one night. And I was like, she does WAP, but it's like the kids-bop version. And I was like, oh, what would the kids-bop version of WAP be? <laughs> And I like was just not in the mood to like. This is this is the way a comedian's mind can work sometimes. This is like a example of like a writing staff. I have an idea. That's my that's the joke premise. I just need something funny to say instead of wet ass pussy. That would be like the kids bop version of wet ass pussy. And so I put out a call to all my friends on like a mass text. I didn't bother Anya because she was already at the show, like dealing with behind the scenes stuff. But I just wrote all my friends. I was like, I have a joke equation. What is a funny replacement for wet ass pussy? That would be kids bop. And so they were sending back a ton of stuff. But I go, no, no, no. It needs to be three syllables. Wet ass. uh, One, two. One, one, two. Wet ass pussy. It needs to be the same. I'd like it to almost rhyme. Um, That's another requirement. I mean, this is cutting down on things that could be. And so people kept being like, "Um, best ass tushy or something like they kept saying like and I go no the word ass is still in it like you forget because pussy is such a foul word you forget (laughs) that the other word is bad too so I go I can't say ass I can't say pussy and so Kirsten's husband came out with um smashed up cookie and I thought that was really so good and it just proves to you that like laymen are capable of coming up with like great jokes if you put out the if you give people the variables and you ask them to solve for X, they can often do it. And a comedian's mind is not always the one that's coming up with the punchline. It's really about like the formula and then giving it to the to the people. And so it was it was such a fun thing to do. Cause I thought I assumed Kirsten or Taylor would like instantly come up with it. But they put it out in the car with their boyfriends and then Corey who's like an engineer, was just like, smashed up cookie. And I was like, that's it. That's it. Because it's <laughs> yes. smashed up cookie. And it's something that would, and you do need a bucket and a mop for the smashed up cookie. Oh, yeah. Um, so I thought it was really good. Send that man and, to Nashville. He's got a yeah, right? songwriting. <laughs> Final thought.
4: Um, can we get to uh, Why Do I Care? Why do I care?
7: All right. Why do I care, Noah? What's going on?
4: All right. Um, I don't know if you saw this. It's kind of going viral Chris Hemsworth, he found out that he's predisposed to Alzheimer's,
7: mm-hmm.
4: and uh, to confront his fear of aging, he, uh, he, he went on a date with an older version of his wife, Elsa. She was made to look like an 87-year-old version of herself with makeup and a wig and prosthetics, uh-huh. and they uh thought that by Did seeing he love th- is blind brazil her and go no i can't do this
7: she's too strong <laughs> sorry go on
4: <laughs> he said that by by seeing her this way they concluded that even if alzheimer's wipes his memory at least he'll know what she looks like um Aww. at an older age
7: that's really sweet <laughs> fuck wait so okay well keep going.
4: there's I, I thought so, too, and the internet also thought that it's very sweet, but, um, you know, and he said that the idea, I won't be able to remember the life I've experienced, or my wife, my kids, is probably my biggest fear. Mm. How So, when he saw her in the video, Until this he is saw the part her. that changed it for me. He goes, you're still beautiful. Um. Why did that bother you? Because why not just say you are beautiful? Why still? I don't know. The word still just kind of throws it off for
7: because me. Because age does affect beauty and we don't want to acknowledge it, but it does. And it's, it again, it's like, it's the thing that you go, no, let's not being old. Nothing changes. It's just, you know, everyone's avoiding it, but, but it's fine if you do, but everyone avoids it at all costs. And it's like, why are we avoiding it then if everything's fine? And the truth is, it's not fine. You lose fuckability. You become a weak, brittle person who has to lose fuckability because you can't fight off people who want to rape you as much. You don't have any muscle mass. You have weak bones. <laughs> you should be unfuckable. This is a protective thing. to And you're not fertile anymore. You shouldn't, men shouldn't be wasting their semen, dumping it in you for no progeny. I mean, it's it's biological. You shouldn't look fuckable when you get older. So I do understand this still He's because she's still- age. He's the same huh. age
4: on this date. I,
7: right. And she's probably like, you you're still fucking bit. hot. I mean, I get, I, I the still doesn't bother me, but I get why it does because it's like, just say beautiful. Wait, let's see. Okay. Oh God! No, she's oh not. He goodness. lied. That's why. <laughs> this is why I don't like it.
3: I have to say, I think this is.
7: This makes me roll my eyes.
4: Yeah. So it's kind of like a surprise date.
7: Oh I think God, on your date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay,
4: that's terrified.
7: He looks. He can't and even they won't look show at her. her. Have you noticed? Oh God! That, no, she looks like terrified. a bird victim. <laughs> He does not look comfortable. No, he doesn't. It's so scary. Um, he's like, oh my why god! I'm so he... grateful for this genetic mutation where I'm he gonna should forget. Have also what this had, woman had to like. get old. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> when that's that's why, why still when bothers me? When is his me.
6: Alzheimer's supposed to kick in? Sorry he was if that aged in that, but men
7: just age so well that you couldn't. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> no, I mean, God i'm so attracted to chris lately i can't fucking even take it so he he got a um mohawk did i tell you about this yes he i saw that he, he cut his hair yeah so he was had his brothers his brother did a
4: show called this Punk is chris Rock your Christmas. boyfriend not hemsworth
7: no yeah the other the other chris that's what i call chris is the other chris because chris is <laughs> always number one to me you're still beautiful baby and he um chris got gave himself a mohawk because they were doing it for charity I don't know it was like they invited people his his brother Tim was performing this thing called Punk Rock Christmas at Delmar Hall here in St. Louis Chris went to attend they did this thing where they're like giving Mohawks for charity so if you volunteered to have your head shaved on stage some money would be donated by someone who was putting I don't, I don't really know the logistics of it all I know is my boyfriend volunteered to have a Mohawk shaved and I wanted to start a charity for women whose boyfriends decided to get a Mohawk one December <laughs> night and not ask their permission and did Tim get a Mohawk? Did Chris's brother get a mohawk? Uh, Curran, yes, he got a mohawk, but he he did he almost did like a a, a a fade on the sides. It didn't even look like a mohawk. It was just a slight fade. It looked like fashionable. Chris got a whole mohawk, totally shaved <laughs> to the fucking like skinhead, except for the mohawk. Did Tim get one? No. Why? Because his wife was like. We have Christmas pictures. You're not doing that. That is the difference between a wife and a girlfriend. Did Chris (laughs) consult me before this? Hell fucking no. I just started getting texts from people that were there being like, oh boy. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, I hope he's dead. I, I can't even handle whatever else this could be. And no, he. So then I see a picture of him and I'm like, I like this. Like as much as I was like, it's not the best look like I'm not. Necessarily like In fate, Like this isn't the most Attractive look for him For me I was still like You still look good You know like And I liked I like that this guy Who's 41 Doesn't care about his hair So much He's not so precious About his looks Even though he's a good looking guy That he would do something This fun and spontaneous That is A quality I like In my boyfriend And so I was like You know what I like this I think it's kind of lame if he were like, no, I care about my hair too much to do this fun thing. Right. I, I looked at the, the lovely side of it, even though I had to suffer with my boyfriend having a Mohawk. So he had a Mohawk for a while and then he decided to one day he just shaved it all off and I was like, oh, that actually looks pretty good. And then it grew out like two days after it was like, it was probably a quarter of an inch long and I don't know what the fuck happened but I have never been so horny for my boyfriend in my life. It is the hottest yeah. look. I go, I'm I'm getting a Josh Hartnett vibe when he used to have, and I go, <laughs> I, call him, I started calling him Prison Break because he also looked like Wentworth Miller from Prison Break. I, He looks so good. He looks so like good. Jason Statham. Yeah, he looks so good and he never would have had this haircut had it not been for the stupid Mohawk thing. And now it's kind of growing out a little bit. And last night I was like, I mean, last night he was trying to talk to me about something serious and I was <laughs> literally like looking at his mouth, like just getting, I'm, and this is, I'm. it's been rare since I have looked at my boyfriend that I've been with forever and been so, it felt like a first date vibes where you're like, I can't wait to have kiss this person. Like, I know we're going to, I don't know when. Aww. It felt like that. I was that yes. excited because I was like, he is so hot. He's so hot. Like he was just, so, and I was just like, and so I told him later on we were like, laying watching alone i was like so when are you gonna are you gonna like keep this hair like you gotta shave it again and he was just like <laughs> what And i go you gotta we gotta figure out the setting on the trimmer so like you have to <laughs> like you can't they abandon gotta... this and he was like no I, I was planning on growing it all back and i'm like no no like i got really really upset i'm like this is the best look i, I love the way it feels i'm so into it
6: so, yeah, he came over to Nikki's the day of her show or the day the girls were over before the New Year's Eve show, and he brought like insomnia cookies, heated up warm cookies at like 11 p.m. And all of us were on the verge of falling asleep. And then he walks mm-hmm. in, like Jason Statham, with these warm cookies. Everyone's yeah. like, ah, ah, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he has like a rifle in the back of his mm-hmm. pants.
7: It's so good. And or like he's, he's gonna got scale front, a building. I am <laughs> so into it. And he but then last night he goes, I think this is a case of you like you love me and so you like it. And I go, I guarantee you that's not it. <laughs> like I I love I have felt this way about you. Nothing's changed in the way I feel about you. It's just the haircut. It's fucking good. And I said, My friends even commented on it when you dropped off the cookies the other night. Like, this is a good look for you. And he goes, he goes, I almost feel like it's also when these when girls like make their boyfriends unattractive because they want to like mm. like he's mine now. And I go, I want no, no, women no. to want to fuck you. <laughs> like you don't yes. understand. Like this is I like you look like a movie star. So I'm so that into guys it. Guys do that to women. <laughs> girls I are mean, like, I mean, grow out your leg hair.
6: Do it. I had a boyfriend sh- tell me to grow my leg hair out and I was like twenty one. And I oh, did. Yeah
7: oh my god crumbs on crumbs <laughs> yeah <laughs> i shaved my arm hair yesterday i got bored in the shower because i take such short showers and i was just trying to like be in there longer because i just don't know what to do and i was like i'll shave my arms and it feels so good i, I think know, i've done it once before and it's them. not true it doesn't grow back worse
4: do you it shave doesn't. your arms yeah yeah it's I shave
7: my legs every single day in the shower. It takes no time. I take three minute showers and I shave my whole legs and my pussy and my asshole and my armpits. Mm. Adding my arms to it is going to take another 11 <laughs> seconds at most. Right. So I was like, I have a new thing to shave now. I'm just going to have shaved <laughs> arms. Fuck it.
4: Exfoliate I don't know why them. I've
7: always had. What was that? Noah? it's like exfoliate. Is it's, it's like the dermaplaning, but for yes. your arms. Yes. I've always said that about shaving your legs. It feels as if you are squeegeeing the dirt off like a window that's true and so I, I, I don't feel I clean like unless I shave my I shave my legs. face
6: sometime
7: oh yeah I shave my face too but
6: I don't I'm not gonna do it
7: not every time it I'm always so scared cool I'm just gonna keep Instagram. going up to my eyebrows what was that? you <laughs> that got a, was a little the favor you. You, you, you.
6: no you eyebrows? Have the bone structure yeah for no eyebrows? I did that once I did that no, for a movie my it. first film role yeah what? I got my ta- I got Taft Hartley for that there's a I film don't called 100 Girls what are you saying? So in order to get your SAG card, you get Taft-Hartley a, a lot of times, which is in the 11th hour, they'll just like make you SAG. They'll they'll make you a member of the union because you got a job and you have to be in the union to work on the film. So they'll be like, just Taft-Hartley her, which is like accelerate the process. Okay. So I got a job in 100 Girls. It was my first feature film. And I play a girl who has trichotillomania. You play girl she- number 99? Yeah, pretty much. I run the <laughs> dorm hall. I'm like the the girl that at the end of the Wait, why have we not dorm. watched this movie? You're we in a should. movie? You
7: have a role in a movie?
6: Yes, I have one line and I oh. shave my eyebrows for the role.
7: <laughs> oh my god. What what was your line? Man in the hall. Why did you have to have dorm. trichotillomania? Why was that a thing about you that we would even know? Uh, I just This sounds you know, like a boyfriend a Trying girl. to get you Looking <laughs> crazy Did a boyfriend Have anything to, Was he directing it No, no Why couldn't no, no. you just Put tape over your eye? Like So did they grow Did they grow back weird Because eyebrows are one thing They that, grew like, back they-
6: better it was really fun because i was i was able to like draw them on for a while and that was kind of fun and i Mm -hmm. learned how to shape my eyebrows a little more they were weird for a few weeks and then they they almost grew back better
7: all right shave your i mean this is the same thing where my sister like got a better body after she had three kids like she has a better body now than she's ever had and i'm like maybe i need to have three kids to have that kind of body (laughs) maybe i need to shave my eyebrows to have the right kind of eyebrows this is all (laughs) fucked up all right, guys, we gotta no, go. No, Thank no, you no. so much. I w- d- don't <laughs> shave your eyebrows. Don't be cut.
0: And jackpot
7: tomorrow.
0: Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results, made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.
1: Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: It's like the police knew who he was before they got here.
4: From iHeart Podcasts, medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life